0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home in terrible distress. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered him, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. We've looked at this uh, scene before as the Lord comes back down into Capernaum and we looked at it through Luke's account of this uh, this scene. But it's interesting to see it in, refla- in relationship to what the prophet Isaiah says in the first reading. So the prophet Isaiah, when he's speaking, uh, he's speaking again about these this coming days where uh, all the nations will be drawn to worship God. So the coming in of the Gentiles to the worship of God, which we know is through Christ himself. And so what we see here in the gospel then today is the Lord coming down from the mountain, heading down to the shores of the Lake of Galilee again, to this town, Capernaum. And this is the first of the uh, Gentiles, the first of the pagans that comes to Jesus. And we see the beauty of this very noble soul, this centurion uh, that comes to the Lord with great confidence in his word. And so just to recap some of the things that we may have said before about the centurion. So we know that Capernaum itself was a very important city on uh, the shores of the Lake of Galilee. And so the uh, Roman authorities, even though this area was under Herod, this, the Roman authorities would have put one of their uh, people in place just to make sure that Roman uh, influence and law was there and able to kind of uh, keep a uh, governance there. And so this centurion would have had that authority at the city in Capernaum. But we can see other beautiful things about him from Luke's account of the same scene. Luke adds some other details about him. One, he loved the nation of Israel. That's what it says. When the the people speak to the Lord about him, they say he loves the people. He loves the nation of Israel. And also he built us our synagogue. He was responsible for the building of the synagogue in Capernaum, which you can actually still see if you go there. You can see the the ruins of it. And so he has this love for God's people. He has also a love for his own people, not just his soldiers, but even right down to his slaves, those who serve him. But we can see almost something Christ-like in him where there is this reversal of service, he also serves his servants. He serves his servants. He loves his servants. He intercedes for his servants. He becomes, like Christ, a servant of the servants. And so we can see here this confidence, this love that the centurion had, has in the word, in the power of the word, but also knowing his own limitations, he knows that his own word will not accomplish the healing that his servant requires. He knows that it can only influence people to a certain degree. And so he gives that as an account. He says, I have authority over certain people. I say to some, go and they go. To others, come and they come. And even to his slave, right? He says, my slave, this same slave who he is interceding for, I say to him, do this, and he does it. But he recognizes that he cannot say, be healed to his slave. His authority only reaches to a certain point. And so he comes to the one who has all authority. He has a love for the word and for the uh, people of Israel. We can assume as well that in building the synagogue, he also would have known maybe some of the scriptures. He would have witnessed some of the accounts from the scriptures of the power of the word of God. And so he has heard of Christ. He has heard of some of the things that Jesus has already done, even in Capernaum. And so he goes to the Lord and says, My servant is lying paralyzed at home in terrible distress, anxious for the healing of his servant in love. And the Lord says, I will come and heal him. And sometimes the Lord does heal certain souls by being present to them. And he might reach out and he might touch them. And his healing will go through his touch. But at other times he heals by his word. And he shows that his word is able also to communicate this beautiful power of healing. And so this centurion who has great confidence in this power and also a certain love of Christ already. He would have known, again, having loved the people of Israel, he would have known some of their laws. He would have also known from the Pharisees in that area of Capernaum that if they had entered the house of a Gentile, they would have been made unclean and so unwilling to put the Lord in any shame He says, I'm not worthy to have you enter under my house. He has care for the Lord as well, not only for his servant. He just says, say, but the word and my servant will be healed. The power of the word, the power that comes to us as well, that is communicated to us through scripture, which is a word which is living and active and able to accomplish the things of God. And so to reiterate what we were encouraging yesterday, which is that especially in this time of Advent, as we prepare for the coming of the word in the flesh, let's prepare our souls by looking at the inspired word in scriptures, and that through coming to love the word, to have confidence in the word and its capacity to not only heal, but to accomplish all things, that we prepare for the coming of the incarnation of the Lord, through actively and daily taking in the scriptures through meditation and through loving contemplation. Amen.